from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Boy, oh boy, did you miss me? I'm going to ask Chris Chapman in a minute, but I want to find out from you. It is our weekly segment, Ask the Insiders. It's your opportunity right now to call us up at 702-876-1340 and give us all of your opinions, all of your takes, all of your insights surrounding the Golden Knights, surrounding the NHL. Obviously, the All-Star Weekend, we can get into any topics that you want to talk about. Obviously, Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown did a phenomenal job last week holding down the fort while Darren and I took some time away during the bye week. But we soldier on now. There are 31 games left on the schedule for the Vegas Golden Knights. And we are going to get into a lot, a lot that happened over the course of the bye week. A lot that happened with the Vegas Golden Knights and league-wide. We are also going to, at some point today, talk with Darren Millard. Darren is traveling, and we all know how good the Golden Knights record has been when Darren has traveled, but the fact of the matter is, Darren's traveling, so we hope to get Darren on at some point during the show. When we do, you'll be able to tell him how much you've missed him on the air as well. We'll get into one-timers. We'll hear from Bruce Cassidy, who addressed the media today. And there's kind of an update, a little bit of of sorts, on Mark Stone. And certainly the biggest news surrounding the Golden Knights, and that was last week, Mark Stone having back surgery and kind of what that's going to look like for the Golden Knights um, in 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 the upcoming weeks, months, leading into the playoffs. So a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Ask the insiders. Call us up. Let us know what you want to talk about. We'll start it off right with Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, yes and no, Ryan. Yes and no. Chris did a phenomenal job. And uh, don't take any guff from Ryan today or later on from Darren, Chris. Oh no no I I won't and and Lindsay as well did did a really good job as well filling in so the yeah. two of us it was a tandem it was it was an enthusiastic listen and it, a good listen and uh, I appreciated you guys opening the phone lines a couple of times during the week because of the news that we got but nonetheless we're we're standing on a little precipice here Ryan and and company we have uh, obviously two directions that I hear. And, and I want to hear if you do agree with either of these or have your own thoughts on the future. One is to go out and shoot big game like Kelly has done before and replace Mark Stone. Another is radical, and I, I'm not saying which one I agree with, if any, and that is to start tearing it down and getting younger and faster and more draft picks. Now, do you agree with either of those? 
I I agree that both of them have merit, right? Like when you look at the Golden Knights and you look at you know opportunities within a window, I think that the Golden Knights are still in a winning window right now. So you know, logic would tell you if you believe you've got the pieces, and and certainly not having Mark Stone is is a key piece subtracted. But if you still believe that you know the core of this team is good enough to win, and you have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I think that there's, you know, logic telling you, go for it. Try to make something happen because you you just don't have any guarantees in this league ever. Now, I can also see the argument of, well, if Mark Stone isn't going to be back anytime soon and it doesn't sound like it's going to happen, you know, in the next couple of weeks or months, then I think that there's also an argument for not necessarily tearing it down, so to speak, but trying to extend your window or, move the goalposts, so to speak, when it comes to to lengthening or opening up that window. So uh, in my opinion, I think that there's merits to both of them. What, what direction the Golden Knights are going to go, I, I think is really up for debate going into the trade deadline because you've got nine games for Vegas to kind of make their statement as to what they want their general manager to do. I think the players are going to dictate what moves are or aren't made. Okay. All right, and Kelly and George were there today to look over the situation and yesterday. Um, I, is it fair to say that they will wait until Nashville, Chicago, and the Ducks before pulling any triggers of any kind? Yeah, I, I you know, Mike, you and I have had this conversation pretty much for the last two and a half months. I think that if you're George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon, you are using every single possible data point that you can you can, that you can have to your advantage. And you've got nine games before the trade deadline. I would use all of those nine games. I would see what this team is coming out of this bi-week all-star break, what types of wins they're putting in the bank or how they're playing before I would make any type of decision. I'd have Certainly, I'd have you know conversations. I'd, I'd try to figure out and identify needs, but I would use all of the games that that happen between now and then to inform whatever decisions I will or will not make. I, I know that you know a lot of people are probably sitting here wanting there to be a decision made sooner than later, but I think that you hold on, you wait and see what you have over the next nine, and then you make a decision. Just two things. Uh, one is the schedule will get much tougher after the Ducks. And number two, the fruit will not be as juicy on the vine because of trades that will already have been made which without your control. But I will say this, practice at 9.30 in the morning, which is incredible because it never would have been done with either of the first two coaches, I don't think. Was, was really entertaining today and very exciting. The way the kids played, they were on target. They were on track to play their tails off tomorrow night at Nashville. Yeah, and, you know, Mike, certainly the, uh, the father's trip uh, leans heavily into that for the Golden Knights. I, I think that, you know, those players love that trip, uh, you know, kind of beaming about it in, in the locker room, certain players talking about their dads, what they mean to them so you know you as as a parent you look forward to it as a player you look forward to it and i think that you know the golden knights are going to have a lot of energy and a lot of focus going into tomorrow night in nashville yeah it was it was funny to watch the dads who are much older of course have to stand and watch practice for over an hour today i bet they were more (laughs) tired than the players 
Oh, come on, Mike. They've had a <laughs> lifetime of, of watching practice for over an hour. They are they are one hundred percent ready to go. That was usually a mom thing growing up, hours, though, wasn't it? Hours. Wasn't that more a mom thing? No, no. Moms, dads, you know, uh, it, hockey parents in general are just kind of different. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you, speaking from experience with my parents, it, it was both of them. And, you know, I think the, the fathers, the mothers, really anybody uh, that endeavors to, to be there for their children playing hockey um, – they're they're remarkable people and i think that again you know it's a special moment for the players special moment for the fan uh, for the for the fathers um and and mothers whenever they go on trips too all right mike thank you for the call 702-876-1340 that's the number if you'd like to talk to us it's ask the insiders we do this every single monday four o'clock that belongs to you we're talking all things golden knights Uh, we can go in any direction that you want to go mike was interested obviously in the trade deadline what the golden knights are going to do i really do believe depends on the next nine games and I think that it should depend on the next nine games. For for Vegas right now, you're sitting in third place in the Pacific Division. Um, points percentage would put them in second place, but, you know, it is what it is. I think that there are still data points out there for George McVie and Kelly McCrimmon to sort through. Uh, you still want to see how your team kind of responds without Mark Stone. You know you're going to be without him for a while. So I think you take the next nine games. I think you take that schedule. You see how the players respond. You see where players are able to step up, certain holes that might be filled, and then you assess what your true needs are at the trade deadline. I don't think there's any necessary reason to rush it. And I think for players, they've got to go out there. They've got to play their tails off. And and I think, as, as Mike kind of suggested, based on practice, the father's trip, all of that. I think the Golden Knights are going to be in good shape tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you've missed me, go ahead and dial it up. 702-876-1340. Or if you want to slog Darren, you can also call in and let us know that as well. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm great. I, I'm awesome. I feel refreshed. I feel rejuvenated, and I am ready for the final stretch this season. Well, like I said, always glad that um, anytime you guys are able to get a break because you work really hard for us, bringing us all the all the news, all the insights, all of that. So I'm really glad that you're able to enjoy the break. Um, you left the show in good hands. Lindsay and Chapman uh, kept it going. They did a great job. The integrity of the woo was there. Chapman was on point with uh, the date for one-timer. <laughs> it felt like Darren was still there. <laughs> I'm glad Chapman did the dates for one-timers. Like, well done, buddy. I, I applaud you for real. Well, I-, I-, I don't know what Stephanie's talking about because I did. I basically just copied Darren Millard. <laughs> it-, it felt like well, Darren was still there. Yeah, yeah. I- I- <laughs> I- on Thursday, February, <laughs> on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't understand why it's so difficult to just do the dates. I, I don't get it. I really don't. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay kept the woo going, so I had to keep the tradition of Darren not knowing the dates going. It's not that he doesn't know the dates, Chapman. It's he that he doesn't, doesn't care. I know. Well, he doesn't yeah. care. Come he, for, on. he forgot at one time, and it's the bit, so I, I get it. Uh, he bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what you know, what's on your mind, Darren Stephanie? will be back, too, so we can uh, make sure that you bring, you uh, slog in for that one. 
Oh, uh, it hurts my brain. All right, what, what's on your mind, Stephanie? Um, obviously, uh, the stone injury was big news um, while you came in, but it's kind of depressing news. So, and we've talked about it. We went with uh, Chapman and Lindsay. We talked through that with them. Um, but some big news that really hasn't been uh, out there since, I don't think it had happened yet on Friday, but Zach Whitecloud uh, back in warm-up possibly a uh, game time decision for the game tomorrow. Um, how big is him returning to the lineup, like getting him back right after getting Shea Theodore back, especially with kind of some of the, you know, I don't know if I want to say defensive woes, but just like the amount of scoring we've allowed the other team to make. Like how big is that, that uh, we could possibly have Zach White Cloud back? Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge for Vegas, right? Like, you, you've you got your, your top six defensemen in the lineup, essentially, for the first time in two months. And, you know, I think that, you know, you, you got to give a lot of credit to the likes of Daniil Miramanov and Caden Korzak and Braden Pahal um, for stepping in, and, and certainly Ben Hutton, obviously, for stepping in and, and filling roles and doing a really good job while doing so. But... You know, there's there's a reason why Zach Whitecloud is in your top six. There's a reason why, you know, Shea Theodore is the dynamic, uh, game-breaking, uh, puck-moving defenseman that he is. And I think with Whitecloud coming back into the fold, you have a player that's a little bit more hard-nosed in front of his own net. I, I like Whitecloud's game a lot. I think it's more in tune with like a Braden McNabb, maybe with a little bit more offensive upside and picking his spots in the offensive zone. Um, but yeah, for Vegas, I, I think, you know, you get 31 games left and you have your, your top six D your full complement of defensemen available to you. It, it, it's huge. And you know, how much rust is there going to be? The fact that it kind of comes off the bye week I think everyone's going to be a little bit rusty, at least the first 10 to 12, 12 to 15 minutes of, of their respective first games back. So it's a good shot for Zach Whitecloud to kind of get himself right back into the fold. And I think with him and Nick Haig, we've seen that pairing be so, so for a lot of, of, of time for the Golden Knights. I, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be fine. And, and I think Zach Whitecloud and really all the defensemen being available is going to be a big factor in what the Golden Knights do the remainder of the season. So um, you said, you know, everybody, probably everybody is going to have that little bit of rest. Do you know off the top of your head, is that going to be Nashville's first game after the break, or will they have played one? No, I believe that's Nashville's first game after the break. I'm just looking right now at uh, at the schedule, and it does not look like the Nashville Predators play tonight. So it, it will be the first game for Nashville, the first game for Vegas, coming off of the All-Star break and the bye week. So both teams will be essentially in the same boat outside of the fact that Nashville um, is at home and the Golden Knights traveled today. So, you know what? Let's hope that uh, the dad's trip just gets the boys fired out of the gate and uh, we see a really good showing in Nashville. And as we move yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I, I look at, you know, the Nashville Predators, like that's a team that kind of drags you into the fight a little bit. And uh, we've seen a lot of weird games, entertaining games between Vegas and Nashville. There's no shortage of, physicality and I think for kind of that first game back it, it kind of brings guys into the fight now uh, the Golden Knights are looking like they're going to go with this type of configuration for tomorrow and again as, as Stephanie mentioned Zach Whitecloud is a game time decision but lines earlier today were as followed Paul Cotter with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau um, that's your load them up offense 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 line 
I think for Bruce Cassidy, it makes a lot of sense to go that direction in the absence of Mark Stone. Then you've got Riley Smith with William Carlson and Michael Amadio. Um, I think there's been more chemistry for Amadio with Carlson and Smith than, than a lot of people maybe give it credit for. And if Amadio can find one of those streaky situations where he's able to finish, it, it's solid for Vegas. And then the line that I think is really intriguing, and Chapman, I'll get your opinion on this in a moment, Will Carrier, Chandler Stevenson, Phil Kessel. Like, as far as individual and collective speed goes, that line's a burner. Like, every single player on that line can throw on the afterburners when they need to, make a play when they need to. That line, to me, is going to be an X factor for Vegas, depending on how long it stays together. And then your fourth line, you've got Brett Howden with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. So as healthy as you're going to be, obviously, with Mark Stone out of the lineup, that's how the Golden Knights look today. Uh, Chapman, when when you factor in the way things are configured against a balanced Nashville Predators team, I think it, it makes a lot of sense the direction Bruce Cassidy is going right now with his lineup. Well, yeah, Ryan, and, and, and Nashville certainly, look, the, 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 the situation is, is pretty simple. You win tomorrow night against Nashville, you're 10 points clear of the ninth place team in the Western Conference. So it gives you a lot more breathing room, right? It's one of those games that they like to call a, a, a four-point swing. Um, sure. So so it's certainly a situation for the Golden Knights where, where they're going to want to take care of business. And Nashville, obviously, they, they need to get this game in order to kind of still hang around a little bit in, in the standings. But... You know the, the 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 balance line or the lines that cast Bruce Cassidy was using they're they're interesting to me and I know you highlighted the third line with Stevenson Carrier and Phil Kessel it's an interesting line to me as well because I I, I like the idea of of William Carrier getting more minutes or or being able to skate with someone with the speed of Chandler Stevenson uh, obviously Phil Kessel started to find the the, the net a little bit before um, the bye week and hopefully that will keep up but that's a line that really could provide a spark provided that Phil Kessel picks up where he left off before the bye and and I keep saying it and, and it's kind of fun to say it but with 31 games to go in the season every time William Carrier puts a puck in the net he's adding to his career high in, in, in goals so that's that's always kind of fun to say by the way I don't I don't know if you had a chance to catch it but William Carrier talked with with Darren Millard and and um, Ashley Vice today after practice and it's up on the Golden Knights YouTube, and they talked to him about his dad. <laughs> one of, William Carrier might be one of the more deceptively funny guys in the locker room <laughs> because he was asked about, does his dad talk to him about hockey? And 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 Will was like, no, no, nobody talks to me about hockey. I, I get pissed when people talk to me. He literally said, I get pissed <laughs> when people talk to me about hockey. I The only time I talk about hockey is when I'm in the locker room. I like, I like the fact that William Carrier is able to just when he leaves the rink, hockey is is not existent in his life. I think that's cool. I I wish, I I wish I had the ability to turn off work when I left the studio at night. It's hard to you, do sometimes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't have the ability to do that. Well, it it gets difficult sometimes because I'll I'll sit down and I'll watch a game and I feel like that's work oh, and yeah, but yeah. I, 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 you know, there's, there's days where I'll lay in bed thinking about work and it's like, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. I'm already thinking about <laughs> like, like tomorrow and Thursday, I'm, I'm, I'm over on Raider Nation radio filling in for Demon on, mm -hmm. on the board because obviously we've got Super Bowl coverage and those guys are down in Phoenix. So I get to slide over there during the, the early starts 
And I'm already thinking about, oh my gosh, it's a brand new board. It's a whole new system. Those guys are on location. What? What? Am, how am I going to screw it up? You you worry too much. I, I I try not to. I try not to. But what, so, what do you 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 might try not to, but you worry too much. Well, Gavin. I, I I mean, there's there's ways around it. There, like I'll I'll I like to go out and have an adult beverage, or I like to yeah. to play video games. That's an escape. I'll, I'll play some soccer. <laughs> or, or so let me ask you this. Yes. How how did you get through last week? Because like. You and Lindsay filled in, did a great job, but that was a lot of extra work on your plate. Like, how did you kind of compartmentalize having to put together the entire show, be on the air at the same time? Like, if you're worried about what's going to happen preemptively <laughs> tomorrow, how did you get through last week? Well, I feel like I have a little more control over over that. Um, the, the, the funny thing is I, I really... Outside of Tuesday, when I felt it was kind of a slow day, mm-hmm. I really like Monday. I knew coming in, all right, we could talk about the end of the 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 the, the road trip and preparing for for next season. We got the Chandler Stevenson news, so we were able to to, to talk about that a little bit. Tuesday was a little slow, and then Wednesday we got the Mark Stone news, mm-hmm. and that kind of changed everything. Um, actually, on Tuesday we we had Jamie Hirsch with us, so that was. Um, and Brian McCormick, so that that was fun. But the the filling the segments, there was a little bit of um, and there there was a little bit of of, of stress. The level that was pretty high <laughs> because I'm like, all right, what well, what are we going to do in segment one, and what am I going to do for one timers? Because I felt like I already went through so much with one timers on on Monday. But yeah. I I think my favorite was was the fact that me and Lindsay were able to find diversions from hockey. Like we talked to we we talked a little bit of, about stuff that wasn't hockey. We talked some yeah. some limp biscuit, which I which I did not know that Lindsay was a big limp biscuit fan. She started she literally started singing limp biscuit in the studio with the mic on. I'm like, I love this girl. It's great, but yeah, but yeah, Ryan. I I, I think getting back to to the Golden Knight stuff. I I I, lo- I love that William Carey is just able to separate everything from hockey, whether it's fishing or he said he likes to fix things. But it was it, it was a great interview. It was really really funny because he talked about how his dad is a musician and he plays multiple instruments. And his dad bought him a guitar, and he learned a couple songs. And 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 I don't know. I don't remember if it was Darren or Ashley who asked him what song. It was like, well, you know, it was an ACDC song. It was a really easy one to learn to play. But I got bored. I got bored. <laughs> I need to move. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. Um, I I think that there needs to be kind of that that natural. Um, delineation point for players right like as much as you love the game as much as you love playing this sport i I think that there's a a natural ability to make it be all consuming and when you have kind of the ability to surround yourself with people where you just kind of get away from hockey and that was kind of my big argument for the bye week coming at the right time for vegas like i know that they were playing better I like. I think the process was as good as it's been for Vegas. Their last two or three games going into the bye week, they didn't get the rewards, right? Like they didn't get the games to fall for them the way that you'd like them to. The results weren't there, but the process was better. Um, I know a lot of people that just wanted them to keep playing, right? When you're playing better, you just want to keep playing. You just want to keep playing because you're just you're on you're on the the, the cusp of breaking out or, or getting through the funk, whatever it is. My argument was. None of that matters. Get away, clear your head, 
re-energize. And I think that that was, was really necessary and needed for this Golden Knights team. And, I, you know, I think the proof's going to be in the pudding tomorrow when they play the Nashville Predators. And we'll see kind of where they're at process versus results. But the fact of the matter is, I think right now, the Golden Knights are looking for results. If you're, you're to ask Bruce Cassidy what's the most important thing, you, you play a great game or you get two points, I think you're going to take the two points all day long. So that's why, you know, you look at the bye week, you look at the the, the all-star break, it, it's better for Vegas to get away. Based on how things were going, the slumps for some of the players, and just how difficult goals were to come by, I think you're able to reset, re-energize, and get yourself right back to where you need to be. Um, and it all starts tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. It's not necessarily a super easy schedule ahead for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like when you look at what's on the horizon this week sets up pretty well, or at least the next two weeks set up pretty well for the, for the Golden Knights. You've got Nashville tomorrow, Minnesota on Thursday, and then a couple of days before you take on the Anaheim Ducks big game Sunday. It's a matinee game. I think the Golden Knights are always, you know, fair, fair value. Um, during a matinee game, but you've got Nashville, Minnesota, Anaheim. Those are the next three for the Golden Knights, and and that's going to be a, a really interesting stretch for Vegas. Uh, before you've got San Jose, Tampa, Chicago. There's there's great opportunity for the Golden Knights uh, to really lay some positivity and some groundwork here. And with all that being said, because I can see him, Darren Millard is with us. Hey, Darren, um, how how was your first day back? Well, that's good. Uh, it doesn't look like Darren can hear me, which is perfectly fine. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we've got Darren Millard on the horn from Nashville. We've got uh, one-timers coming up later, Whoa. all-star game weekend uh, wrap-up. Well, he's and there. <laughs> all that still coming. Whoa, you guys. What What are you doing? <laughs> Just saying, whoa. <laughs> that's my way of testing to see if you can hear me. No, we can hear you. I, I talked to you. I asked Whoa. you a question. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I couldn't hear you then. Oh, boy. <laughs> Things were still coming together. This guy. Things are still coming uh, together. Always. I love it when a plan comes together. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, it's good. Just rolled into Nashville. Uh, got off the plane. A uh, nice little flight over. And getting ready to get back at it uh, for the games tomorrow. A nice uh, continuation of the six-game road trip. Uh, first four uh, didn't go as we would have liked. Uh, the last two, uh, everybody fresh and relaxed. Uh, the Mark Stone situation, uh, we know what that is going to be for the next little while. You're not looking and waiting for him to come to the rescue. Uh, and uh, we got a stretch drive going up to the NHL trade deadline. So let's get her going. Yeah, it's going to be great. Let's, uh, let's take a break right now. And when we come back, we can get into Mark Stone. Obviously, it's the first time you and I are going to get a chance to talk about that. Um, and we'll look at what, really, what's going to happen between now and the trade deadline for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the VGK Insider Show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Rolling along on a Monday afternoon, VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, hanging out with you. Darren is in demand in Nashville. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, 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 had, I had people at my door. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I had people at demand. my door. I have a doorbell in my hotel room. <laughs> a a doorbell. doorbell? 
a doorbell in my hotel. Anybody ever stayed in one of those hotels before? Yes. Probably not. No Multiple way. times. Yeah. Yes. Not a chance. You guys making stuff up. Closest thing you guys got to a doorbell. Some, some of the hotels here, the nicer hotels ring, here have ring them. app, doorbell. Home, seeing if the the cat's home. That's what I usually do with my ring app. But uh, we're ready to rock and roll. I, I that's unscheduled uh, uh, interruption to the program. So I apologize because I'm I'm looking forward to to this. We got so much to talk about since we last talked. Mark Stone has had surgery. Uh, we kind of have an idea on on his timeline. I don't think uh, it's uh, any shock that he's going to be out longer term, but there is a chance that he could rejoin the team if the run is extended in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we are also looking at the resumption of play and what lies ahead for the Vegas School of the Knights, and you can really wrap your head around this. It's going to be a difficult final third of the schedule. It is uh, based on paper and competition, uh, mm. the toughest schedule remaining in the Western Conference for a Western Conference team. So if if you are going to make a trade, if you are going to uh, adjust your roster, uh, you are going to know exactly where that roster is compared to the most difficult competition, which I think is really good. Mm. Uh, if you're going through and you're beating up on everybody, but you have a weak schedule. You don't really know where you are, but if you're playing the top of the top uh, in the National Hockey League, Kelly McCrimmon, Bruce Cassidy, uh, George McPhee will all be aware of what uh, tweaks they may have to make, and they've got that $9.5 million in cap space from Mark Stone. There's mm -hmm. available dollars to be able to make an acquisition. I don't know how much they will. Do they bite off all of it? Uh, you don't have to, or, uh, or do you nibble into it uh, i would based on experience and watching kelly uh, work this that there will be some kind of uh, activity uh, between now and the 25 days between uh, present day and the national hockey league trade deadline there'll be there'll be something happening with this team yeah i i agree that i think there's going to be a move that that, that happens now as you mentioned aaron you've got tampa dallas colorado carolina and new jersey on the day of the trade deadline. Like those are those are some of the teams the Golden Knights are going to go up against before the trade deadline. Uh, you have a really good opportunity, as you mentioned, to to see where your team fits and, and where they stack up against some of the best teams in the league right now. The, the good news is, outside of Mark Stone, mm -hmm. you're, you're back. Yeah, you've, you've got healthy. Zach Whitecloud on the horizon. And Zach... Uh, uh, told me that it's going to be up to him uh, whether or not he plays. Uh, he's He came back actually from uh, the break a little bit earlier to get a couple more skates in uh, to to try and uh, hit the ground running coming out of this thing against the Nashville Predators. But uh, but he's he's right there as far as getting back into the lineup. And that will be the first time since Thanksgiving that the Vegas Golden Knights will have their top six. Uh, they went 22 straight games from game two of the season into uh, – Thanksgiving with those top six and remember what they were uh, like one of the best 15 game starts in national hockey league history mm -hmm. uh, and were rolling along before the injuries and the absences started to pile up. So I think that that, that is a big, big uh, addition to this team and a comfort point for Bruce Cassidy and John Stevens in particular, who runs the blue line to be able to go into potentially tomorrow night against the Nashville Predators. And then on Thursday versus the Minnesota Wild to wrap up this extended six game road trip. Uh, this just adds a little bit of 
uh, security uh, to the blanket, uh, uh, a hockey blanket, if if you want to phrase it that way, and, and give the goaltenders a little more help. And mm-hmm. and I think uh, when you've got that comfort level back there, it should free up everybody to to chip in a little bit more offensively. Yeah, I, I think that that's what you're what you're hoping for, right? Is that if if you feel comfortable and confident that the back end is going to be taken care of, and when you've got your top six intact, you've got a third pair of, of Zach Whitecloud and Nick Haig doing what they did so well earlier on in the year, uh, I think it gives everybody a little bit of boost. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, especially when the games are going to tighten up as they are over the final 31 games, like you're going to need that comfort level and you're going to need to be able to find two or three goals per game and, and the defense back intact should be able to make two or three a win. We hear it all the time from coaches play a 200 foot game. And if you look after your own zone, it'll lead to some good chances offensively. Uh, This is a little different in the discussion about their top six defensemen, but where I think that it will allow them to have the opportunity to produce more is you won't be as desperate to keep the puck out of your own net right now because you've got those guys back there uh, in full control. And that's not taking anything away from uh, the, the Ben Huttons and Braden Pahals and uh, Daniel Miramanov uh, that, that played over the course of, of the absences. Uh, Caden Korzak as well. Don't want to forget Caden. Uh, but where I, I think it really uh, helps out is if, if they're not busting and, and so worried about giving up one goal, which could impact the game so in Incredibly, because we've, we've witnessed that trying to score more than three goals has been hard for this team. Mm-hmm. So if you give a one, two, yeah, you know, you're really in tough for a victory. You can relax a little bit. Maybe that leads to some lighter hands, uh, not squeezing the stick and, and you put in a couple and you start feeling better about yourself. And, and I think that, that, uh, that confidence of having uh, your pairs all reunited and ready to go and, and, and cranking it up uh, from, from the back end should lead to just feeling better and more comfortable with themselves. How much does, I mean, we, we know Shea Theodore, what he brings to the table. And obviously Shea has been back for a couple of games, but I, I, just the ability to transition out of your own zone, right? Like you've got familiar play, pairs, as you mentioned, it should make those exits a little bit cleaner for the Golden Knights should. on the whole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and one of the strengths of uh, of, of people like uh, like Caden Korzak is is he can move the puck well. Uh, ben Hutton can move the puck well, and uh, and so uh, I, I don't want this to be anywhere near a, a knock against them. But I think the overall defending of the game uh, is just it's going to be better. Uh, we know what uh, the likes of Shea Theodore can bring. If you're taking the puck out of your own zone, he has the option uh, to use his hands by passing the puck or his feet by skating the puck. And that's a huge advantage to keep the other team's forecheck a little bit off balance. Now, you put him in the right spot. You put Petrangelo in the right spot. Uh, you've got uh, Nick Hag with Zach Whitecloud. Those, those are three different pairings, uh, all with that type of option going. And you've got that uh, that opportunity with all three of your pairs. Uh, that makes you a much more diverse team in, in the ability to escape potential harm and you've got the confident veterans 
that uh, that will more than often than not uh, be making uh, the the right play and be able to uh, alleviate uh, the the pressure on your own end. And that's that's half the battle. And, and people may think I'm I'm crazy here, but just just taking the puck out of your own zone and and turning what could be a minute and a half shift of pressure for the other team and getting rid of that after 15 seconds by making uh, a veteran play uh, all of a sudden gives you that much more opportunity to one score. But the other side is it's not in your end. So you're not wasting that, uh, that energy defending and you're not going to be scored on. Yeah. I think the energy is, is kind of the big thing, right? You have more opportunity in the game to play through the neutral zone or in the offensive zone. And the more opportunity you have in the offensive zone, if you're not spending extended shifts defending, uh, the yeah. more opportunity you have to find plays. Well, the, the, their wins, their goals per game, uh, their uh, uh, shots uh, against, uh, there's a, a bunch of different analytic points uh, that uh, we looked at on the flight to Nashville today. Based on having the top six in the lineup, and not having the top six in the lineup, uh, and how it uh, it does skew to a more comfortable game. Now there there's there's outliers there, like the power play. It, it was actually better uh, when uh, they were going through plug and holes, and and some of that had to, to do with that marvelous run in in December. But it also had something to do with the likes of Mirmanov that uh, that was really effective on the power play for a stretch. Ben Hutton, who had uh, the, the, those players were playing to their strengths on the power play. Uh, defending is where they, they've run into trouble. But if you can keep the puck out and you've got the puck more, uh, that should mean that you're able to score more. And it's it's a building block. It's not uh, it's not the sexiest uh, addition. Would I like Mark Stone to be in the lineup? For sure. Would that yeah. make them a better team? Absolutely. But if you're just looking at the pureness uh, uh, of the game, like if you and I go out and play hockey, if I've got the puck more, the chances are I'm going to do uh, a better job of attacking and and uh, and putting the the points on the board than, than you are. That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, with this team and then the veteran savvy of it of winning those 50 50 buck battles or making all of those right plays and the comfort level uh, with those deep pairings if you, if you go back to the Hague and the white cloud and and what we've seen in the past which all things are, are pointing towards uh, should give them uh, just uh, some stableness there now Zach's going to have a couple of games where he's going to get his feet wet and and get back uh, into a comfort area uh I don't think it's going to take a week and a half uh, by any means, but uh, I wouldn't expect him to be uh, fully on top of his game coming coming back. I, just one point. I, I saw Zach in the press box mid-injury, and he was looked like an injured hockey player. And a couple of days later, I saw him, and he was walking down the hallway of, of the press box, and then I saw him at City National Arena, and I had to stop him. And I don't usually do that, but I Zach, like... <laughs> I don't know what's happened, but dude, you're you're flying. And then his first couple of skates, he was amazing. And I, I I'm I have never seen a player go from the injury to looking great and being comfortable on his feet the way the way uh, Zach has because it was it was a gruesome looking injury uh, at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So so I'm really impressed by that. But I just I, I'm really in in a lot of senses it's like how a general manager would like to build his team. Do you build it from the net out and, and, and then up the middle? 
uh, yeah, that, that's what this team is. They like their goaltending, but they've got to lessen the opportunities against their goaltenders to make it easier on their goaltenders like it was at the start. What was happening differently at the start than the last uh, two months? Well, they had their top six defensemen for a 22-game stretch. That is going to hopefully return tomorrow night, which gives you a base, which allows everybody else up front to get comfortable again and not be in this state of, we got to score. I can't believe we didn't score. They scored first. This game is going to be tough to win because that's how that's how hockey players think. And I think, it, you know, you kind of hit it right on the head. Without Mark Stone, there are going to be different ways that you're going to have to win. And I think for the Golden Knights, it's all going to start with defending well and, and getting the saves that you are supposed to get from your goaltenders. And if you've got your full complement, of, of your six, your top six defense. I think that that becomes an easier task or at least a more repeatable task for the golden Knights night in and night out. Well, one area just right out of the gate is early goals against, or the first goal against. Let's start with that. Bruce Cassidy has a great line. Somebody's going to score first. If it's not you, you got to be able to get back in the fight and play. So you're not always going to score first. Where Vegas has found themselves in trouble has been early goals against in the first period, whether not, not just in the first 10 minutes, but in the first five minutes. That was a real strength in the first 20 games of this team, being able to flip that script, and they were the ones scoring first all the time. But allowing that first goal against, an early first goal against at that was challenging because they were in a slump or have been in a slump uh, recently. And that puts enormous amount of pressure on you to not give up another one. And then you're, you're one, you're guarding in the defensive end and you're putting uh, utmost pressure uh, on the other end. You've got your top six defensemen in here. Now, guys, if Zach Whitecall plays tomorrow night, uh, Zach will give you your top six that they played 22 straight games with and that should limit the numbers based on veteran presence in the lineup and skill level ottawa's coach called them the best and deepest uh, defense in in the national hockey league with that third pairing in white cloud and Hague. uh he, he wasn't making that up it's 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 a true uh assessment if if you've got your top guys ready to go on the blue line that means you're probably going to allow fewer goals against, which trickles down to you're not allowing as many early goals against, which gives you an opportunity to get into the game a little bit where you're not chasing it. Yeah, and, and that's really what the Golden Knights are going to have to do come tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. Like you, You've got, as, as we've talked about, 31 games, the final third of the season for Vegas. Uh, you want to you start this segment of the schedule on the right foot. How long is the next commercial break? I'm just wondering. I would guess about four and a half minutes. Uh, it's four and a half minutes. Do I got time to get over to Tootsie's, wet my whistle, and then get back here? Uh, probably, for hour number well, two? I don't know. It depends on where you're staying, but probably uh, not. I'm within eyesight. I can tell you that earshot pretty close <laughs> as well. Let's take a break. We'll come back and set up hour number two. Uh, you'll hear from Bruce Cassidy talking about Mark Stone, and we will get into some line combinations for you and uh, a little bit of a reset on the VGK front. Plus 
some one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. And I want to talk to Chapman about last week. I got a couple of things to say listening to him as I drove around town. It's the VGK Insider Show from Nashville and Vegas on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We are on the air. <laughs> I was just talking. I, I don't hear programming, so we could be on the air. That's what we do. Yep. Right back to normal. Chapman, you are in mid-season form, my friend. Absolute brilliance. We have a big conversation coming up about the Mark Stone absence, what it could mean for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll dive right into that. You will also hear from Bruce Cassidy in our number two discussing what is going on around this team and the confidence level going into the second half, the final third of this National Hockey League season, not official second half after the All-Star break. It's hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas coming up.